Welcome to the fourth and inches podcast with your hosts, Stuart Love, Sukdeep Puni, and Ryan Edwardson. Greetings and welcome to a special edition of the Fourth and Inches podcast. Once again, we're bringing you fans from the remaining teams in the playoffs. And today we've got uh, Sam Richardson with us, who uh, was with us last week, um, our resident Rams fan. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Happy to be back. Excellent. I'm glad to have you back, to be honest. And we've also got Aaron Cawthorn. Now, Aaron's joined us for the first time, as you guys are all aware, Packers, had the number one seat so naturally you know he's had a week off uh enjoying the the action um how's it going Aaron yeah really good thank you yeah uh, thanks All for good. coming on mate I really appreciate it oh, yeah I appreciate it too no fantastic well what we're gonna do uh Sam will be familiar with this but last week we had a uh, a coin so we're gonna do a coin toss to see who's gonna talk first <laughs> No big deal, but you know, uh, Sam, did you win the toss last week? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I told you, didn't I? Winning the toss means everything. That's it. Now, what I'm going to do last week, I think because you were the away team, I gave you the opportunity because Aaron is obviously joining us for the first time. I'm going to let him decide heads or tails. So this will go a long way to deciding who's going to win this matchup, Aaron. So make sure it's a 20p coin. Make sure it's the right decision, buddy. What are you going with? I'll go with tails. Tails. It is tails. <laughs> okay. Um, don't know why I'm making such a big deal of that, but um, Aaron, would you like to? Would you like to receive or defer? I'll defer. You'll defer. So Sam, you get the first question then. Um, so I know we already talked about the Rams season, um, you, you know, and how it sort of unraveled. Um, how did things go for you with the Seahawks game? I mean, a lot of what you talked about pretty much did happen in you know in terms of the key players that you mentioned there. So, what were your thoughts on the Seahawks game um, in particular? Yeah, exactly that. Um, obviously, the fact I'm here, I'm, I'm pretty pretty pleased with how it went. Um, once once we got ahead, we never really looked like surrendering the lead. You know, we our strength is our defense. Um, and it was important to, you know, try to get those early points. Um, and yeah, like I say, the, the players I mentioned, Darius Williams popped up with a great pick six. I, yeah. I don't know how he read that so quick. You know, the, the coaches were saying he, he must have seen that a thousand times on film to know what was happening. Yeah. He knew what was coming before Metcalf knew what was coming. Um, yeah, yeah and it was the key to the offense. He just, he, he got the yards that we needed, both receiving and rushing. Um, obviously got the touchdown. He just put the offense on his back, especially with Walter going out early. Goff came in and to his credit, 12 weeks after, 12 weeks, sorry, 12 days after surgery, pins in his thumb. He did, he did a, a, a good job as we could really have asked him to. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think hopefully another week, another week recovery, you can uh, come out slinging it in Green Bay if, if need be. But yeah, no, uh, the defence did exactly what we thought it would. Um, Metcalf got, I think, 30 yard yards when matched up Ramsey. Obviously he got a big play when he was, uh, when he when he got an easier matchup. But um, yeah, um really really uh chuffy how it went yeah and especially with the pick i mean i remember the commentators saying that's the first sort of pick six done in that sort of uh sort of that type of pass so in order to do that against a quarterback like russell wilson obviously speaks volumes doesn't it so that will certainly put some confidence um what do you think obviously aaron donald i know he seems to be okay but obviously picked up a bit of a a knock shall we say uh it's not like aaron donald to miss any snaps, but you did miss quite a bit of, you know, the second half. But what were your, were you sort of worried about that going into the game? I was, so I wasn't worried when, when it happened. I think we had a comfortable enough sort of position in the game. And I thought, you know, we'll, we'll see this through with or without Don. We've still got some other players who, you know, great in the D-line like Fox and people like that who can make plays. Obviously, they're not Aaron Donald. But yeah, it was, that was the one, the one downside is obviously Walford went out early and Cup picked up an injury and that looked quite ominous 
obviously with it being his knee where he's had injuries in the past, I thought, well, that could be, you know, that's his season over. I've, I've long said the the uh, Super Bowl 53 when we lost to the Patriots, if Cup wouldn't have got injured that season, we'd have won it because the difference was not having not having him on the field. Um, so if that would have repeated, that would have been a lot less confident going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I heard Cup's going to be okay and he's got a high... Yeah, he looked, it was just, yeah. just a bit of a bruise knee, I think. Um, yeah. Maybe... You know, turned it a little bit, but he looked okay. And, and Aaron Donald, the the, uh, the MRI showed nothing. The X-ray showed nothing. So it's nothing. Uh, sorry, I think the MRI showed a bit of a ligament injury, but it's he knowing him, he's he'll he'll play through it if he can. And if it's yeah, freezing yeah. in Green Bay, that might that might help if it numb the pain a little bit. But uh, exactly. yeah, if we get him back, then we're, we're in the game. Yeah. So for you, it's still very much Jared Goff's offense. Yeah. If they're both healthy, I mean, they might they might rotate a little bit. Um, it's going to come down to what Goff looks like in training. I think they were saying every fourth every fourth or fifth ball he was throwing, it was just coming out weird because he's you know he, he you know he couldn't quite grip the ball as well as he as, as well as he normally can. And if it's still the case, if it's still not healed and it's still unreliable, then yeah, they'll go with Walford and, and hope he doesn't get hurt. Um, but if Goff comes in or he has to come in, then you know I, I have faith. Akers just needs to have another good game. I've got every faith yeah. he will do. No, he wasn't. Um, yeah. Yeah, Goff knows what he needs to do. Just, yeah. just make the make the simple plays and, and yeah. you know. Do- and and I know we all know Aaron uh, and yourself, obviously from our hobby of collecting cards. You know those acres prices are going up, aren't they? So. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I spent big on one uh, a couple of nights ago. <laughs> You've seen it, haven't you? Um, get getting while it's still sort of achievable. Um, but yeah, hopefully yeah. another two hundred yard game against the Packers, and that'll be uh, a. <laughs> No, I'm definitely going to get you boys on a, a different pod, you know, discussing our hobbies and, and things like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Always, uh, yeah. That'd be cool. It'll be interesting, you know, because it's what we all love uh, and it's what's brought us together today as well. So we're going to move on to talk about the Green Bay Packers, Aaron. So obviously a lot of talk at the start of the season was, oh, the Packers have drafted um, Jordan Love. What does this mean for Aaron Rodgers? People would just going really over the top about some of the comments about Aaron Rodgers being finished. Is it safe to say all these comments were premature and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably having one of his best seasons ever? Well, yeah, if you look at his touchdown inceptions and passer rating, it says it all, doesn't it? He's what, he's 38. And like you say, drafting, the moment it happened, I just thought, oh, it's another five situation. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I just don't want Rodgers to go anywhere else. And no, he's not over yet. I'd say he's got. I reckon he could play in something about 40 41. And as long as Love can. Rogers could be the mentor to Love and sort of gain him, build him up so we can have continuously great quarterbacks. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah. when we drafted him, I wasn't really phased by it. It was a second round pick that more or less confused me. Yeah. No, I agree. It was. Um, it's weird because he doesn't come across as being like the pocket passer that Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, Rodgers will sort of stay in the pocket, you know, accurate. Whereas Jordan Love didn't sort of have all of those tangibles. So, but you've seen teams go a different direction at, at the end of the day. Anyway, look at obviously the Ravens. You know, they they drafted Lamar Jackson after having Joe Flacco. I mean, you couldn't get any different. But um, yeah, I mean, as I say, with with Rodgers, he's you know, been amazing. And not only that, obviously, look at his weapons. I mean, he's not, bar Devontae Adams, I mean, the receiving court are, you know, the sort of inexperienced, young, you know, players who have gone really late or even in some cases undrafted, like you look at Lazard, you know, players like that. But how amazing has Devontae Adams been this season for you? I mean, he's, he's tearing it up, isn't he? See, I know, like, the whole talk is the quarterbacks with the MVP. But what, like the other day, Devonte Smith won Heinz Heisman. So what, I, I think Adam should be in a shot for uh, MVP. Like he's he's brought all he's broke all these records, and he haven't he hasn't even played a sixteen game season. He's yeah. played fourteen games. He's he um, passed Sterling on passing yards and completions, and. It, it was like taught to monster. Um, was it Randy Moss and Chris Carter? Yeah. 
statistics. So you've got to consider him in, and he has been a big help because I know a lot of people don't really rate Valdez Scantling, but this is how Adams first came into the league. He was dropping passes left, right, and centre. But when you've got a quarterback, and you know, as long as MVS keeps getting passes and working on that, it is Adams. Yeah. So, obviously, based on the fact that, you know, just with these good performances, you've also managed to salt the number one seed, um, you know, and quite comfortably. I mean, in the last, I, I mean, I know you, ha- you it did go down to week 17, that game against the Bears. But w- are you surprised by the Packers this season? I mean, were you going into the season? I mean, I imagine you were thinking playoffs. Um, I know me and Sam have discussed the Rams thinking it was sort of 50-50 whether that happened, you know, and that's probably being a bit friendly. But with the Green Bay Packers, obviously, you expect to be in the playoffs. But getting the number one seed, I mean, do you think you've sort of go, gone over and beyond expectations this season? Yeah, I think we've overachieved greatly. Like like I say, I, I expected playoffs, but I was sort of thinking, you know, I thought we'd sort of get in where Tampa did, mm. like how they got in. I, I wasn't expecting 13 wins again. I know we've sort of got a better team this year. But no, it, it was a surprise for me to come 13 and free and then get the fair seat because I think that's what will sort of give us the advantage being at home and the weather conditions, really. Yeah, that's going to play a major factor, certainly, you know, given obviously the climate that um, LA played. So, Sam, I'll obviously go on to you and discuss the, the big matchup this week. So, what do the Rams need to do to stop Aaron Rodgers and that running game as well. I mean, we've not even talked about the running game with, you know, Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, he's had a back-to-back top seasons as well um, in the NFL. He's an underrated running back in my eyes as well. Um, you know, how are the Rams going to stop Green Bay this week? I think the key is in that. I think they need to stop the run early, try and, try and stop them getting the run game going. And, and force Rogers to throw, which Rogers can throw. Adam can catch, obviously. Um, that's their most dangerous weapon. But I know they've got a lot of potential, and they've got MBS and Lazard. But if you look after Adams, I don't think they've got a receiver that's gone over 500 yards this year. And obviously, Lazard probably may have done if he hadn't if he'd been healthy. Um, I think we've got such good uh, depth in our in our um, in our defensive backs and safeties. So yeah, we need to stop the run. Um, Brockers and Donald will be key to doing as always. Um, stop the run, make him throw, take Adams out of the game. We can we can put Ramsey on him. Um, that's going to get you, you know, on a lot of plays. That's going to that's going to do the job. Um, but I think we can even afford to double him up on quite a lot of plays um, and have the safeties help cover the, the other receivers because I think we we just overmatch them on defense. Um, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that just just make them throw and. Let Ramsey do his job, really. I think that's how we get it done. So easy to say that, though. I mean, it's not just any quarterback who you're given the opportunity to throw the ball. It's Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? And we've seen it, it time and time. Can, if Devontae Adams is kept quiet, he can find these other receivers. You know, there'll be some other receiver who we've probably never heard of. Just all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, like you've had it with Alan Lazard before. So it, it's still going to be dangerous. And you also have to consider, obviously, Tonyan as well. You know, the tight end. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a good game, I think, Tonya. Um yeah. who, who would you say then out of the Packers are you fearing the most? Other than Rogers and, and the players we've already talked about, who, who would you say is probably the most It's Jones, it's the run game. Yeah. Um they they don't need any if they get the run game going, they only really need Jones and, and, and Adams to have a good game. I mean, we've seen that all season. Um but yeah. If if Aaron Donald's healthy, stop the run game, let Aaron and Aaron v. Aaron, may the best man win and see how it goes. Yeah, that's a fair point. And what do you have to do on offence? I mean, Green Bay, um, I mean, they're not in the top tier. I'd say your defences, Aaron, you may disagree, but I know, you know, teams oh. have been able to run against them. Um, you know, is it, is it is it designed for Cam Akers to maybe have a good game or what, what, do, what do the Rams need to do to try and you know, sneak the win because, like you said, you're going to need to get Green Bay to really, 
you know, minimise sort of the number of points they get. So how, how yeah. are the Rams going to counter that with? Because they've struggled on an offence. I mean, even the Seahawks game, I mean, you know, the, the you know, you had your defence sort of, you know, pick up points for you as well. Um, if that doesn't happen, what do the Rams need to do on offence? Uh, we need we need to get the run game going early and we just need to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, I think. Um, I'm confident we'll stop them scoring points, but also we need to just not give them... We need we need to win the uh, battle of possession, just have the most time on the ball, yeah. execute, um, nothing fancy. You know, you know, last week, we, we scored 30 points and, yeah, the defence put up seven, but, you know, a couple of field goals, um, the, the acres touchdown, nothing. Just, just execute, just everyone, just do the job. Um, we don't need any 50, 60 yard plays downfield. Things like just keep the ball moving nice and steady. Yeah. Keep the clock running. Um, give the defense lots of time to rest and warm up and uh, and go from there. Well, I think the key is, yeah, on offense, it's going to be Cam Akers. Um, I think Green Bay and Seahawks probably, Seahawks finished the season with a strong defense, but then they didn't look the defense they did. Um, in, in the in the playoff game, um, they, they seemed a bit off pace. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to come up against a very similar offense, probably a little bit – sorry, a very similar defense, probably a little bit better this week. Um, they're going to be playing in their own conditions, which they're used to. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I, I don't see a reason why we can't, we can't go and score, you know, 25, 27, 30 points somewhere in that ballpark. And as long as we don't give Aaron Rodgers the time and make a couple of big stops, then we, we can win the game. Hmm. That's fair enough, Aaron. So, Aaron, um, looking at sort of the Packers, I mean, it, it, it's probably obvious on what they need to do to beat the Rams, but how do they sort of go about doing it? You know, with that Rams defense, obviously you've got Brockers, Aaron Donald. You know, they've got they've got a good front line there. You know, um, yeah. how how are you going to sort of protect uh, Aaron Rodgers? I mean, Bakhtiari, he's out now for the year as well, isn't he? Um, yeah, that's, that's the killer, isn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a tough one because if it, if we had back to Ari, it'd be totally different. But I know we've got like uh, a few youngsters coming out, like Jenkins. Yeah, I love Jenkins. Yeah, he's class. Um, but I don't know. It's an hard one. I think that the player that we're probably worried about the most, like I'm worried about, is Ramsey. Like, like you say. But I know you said like uh, if Ramsey covers Adams. Rogers has got other wide receivers, but we've seen the drops in MVS. But we do have, like you say, Tonyan um, Lazard. But I think, yeah, I think the cold conditions might limit the play of Donald, in my opinion, if mm. if his ribs aren't fully healed. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's Ramsey the most. If if Adams can't get enough. Ball time, then I reckon that might be a real big factor for us. Mm. And how do you feel about the Packers sort of on defense? You know, I, I know obviously against the run you've had struggles, but you're still, you know, quite competent at the end of the day, you know, compared to sort of other, um, you know, defenses around the league. Uh, you've still got some, you know, key players there. Who do you think is the key defensive player that? you know, um, the Packers need to, you know, rely on. I mean, you've got Kirksey, obviously. Um, yeah. Gary's getting a bit better now, isn't he? Uh, from yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, from last season, anyway. Yeah, on the run, I'd say Gary and Kenny Clark are probably our main guys. And obviously, Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Preston Smith is sort of hit and miss. Uh, but as well, with the throwing game... Jer Alexander, Daniel Savage, they're, they're all being great with Adrian Amos as well. So yeah. I'm not really worried, no offence to Rams, on the on the throwing game, it is the running game. And I know how good Cam Akers is getting. And if we can min minimalise his run, I'd say we'll be pretty confident. Yeah, I, I do like your secondary. I mean, I do think they're one of the sort of underrated tandems. Um, you know, Shire Alexander, I think, doesn't get enough uh, praise for me. You know, when they talk about sort of the top sort of corners, you know, in the league, I think he's uh, definitely, you know, put playing at that, you know, high level and he'll be up there, you know, talked about. I think normally, because he's still, is he only been in the league two years, is it? Two, three years, maybe? 
Yeah, yeah, he's still on rookie contract, I believe. Yeah, he's on his rookie contract. Normally, after the fourth, fifth year, they start getting the, um, you know, the, the talk up, don't they? So, you know, that I'm sure that will be the case with Green Bay. So, Sam, obviously, you know, we've got this weekend now coming up. How are your nerves? And honestly, hand on heart, what, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be the uh, the score this weekend? I, I'm actually quite confident. Um, I'm not one for too many nerves the weather. I'm quite confident. If if we get to Sunday and we hear Goss okay, he can come in if we need or Walter. Either way, I don't think it's going to matter too much. I don't think it hinges on the quarterback. Um, if, if Cup's okay, if Donald's okay, I, I think we'll get it done. Our defence will show up, we'll keep them off the field and we'll just grind them down and grind out a low-scoring 20 to 17 win, something like that. It's going to be close. It's going to be close, I think. That's, that's what I think. That's what I hope will happen, but it's what yeah. I think will happen. Um, yeah. I, think we could, I think we can go there and do the job. Yeah, you've got to believe at the end of the day, regardless of being, you know, the underdogs. I mean, you are rightly the underdogs based on the record and the way that offence is. But I know last week you weren't obviously 100% still recovering. Do you have time for a, a bit of a sort of a, a rant at the Packers today, maybe a bit of a, you know. <laughs> well, this this one's slightly harder because because they're not a divisional rival, and I actually um, obviously love Aaron Rodgers, love watching him play, yeah. and I've got a soft spot for the Packers just because I've got a few friends that are uh, big Packers fans. But they do seem to bang on about the cold so much, like as if it's not like every, everyone on the Rams roster wasn't born on the beach, coming out in spray time. Like they they, they, they used to cold weather as well. Did we get them from all over the country? Um, so they, they, yeah, stop banging on about that so much. But I'm not going to go in too hard on the Packers because I do. I think they're a solid team. Um, I, I look that you know Lafleur's done such a great job. Um, I've got a lot, a lot of respect for him as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so the reason the reason why I uh, I ended up a Rams fan was you know I've only been watching a few years. Was came in saw um, you know this, this young excited coach make calling trick plays, Johnny Hecker fake punts sure. and things like that. And I see the same level of sort of intelligence and exuberance and sort of energy in Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if I'd have been watching football this year, you know, I, I might have ended up a Packers fan, which fortunately I'm not. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. And, yeah, to be fair, we're not talked about the head coaches much. I mean, McVay and LaFleur, two of the best sort of offensive minds that you can get, you know. Um, McVay, one week you'll think the guy's lost it and he doesn't know what he's doing. And that may be down to probably Goff's flaws, but then he'll then come up with a plan like he did against the Seahawks. And it's just like, you know, wow, that's why, that's why he is probably a top five head coach in my eyes. And Lafleur obviously doesn't have the experiences yet, but he's certainly going to be up there in the next few years, you know, once Belichick and all that retires has been, you know, one of those great head coaches. So, yeah, thanks for that, Sam. Um, Aaron, what's your thoughts on this week in terms of the result? Um, is it going to be an easy win for the Packers? Or No, I'm, I'm with Sam. It's going to be a close one, but I think it's going to be slightly higher. But I'm, I'm sort of thinking the 31-24 range with Packers. Uh, and like Sam said, I'm not one of these fans who bang on about the cold. That's got nothing to do with it. Like you say, you've got players who play college in the cold, and it's just that's what Packers fans do. Hey, we're at home in the cold, we're going to win. It's not like that. Yeah. But it's yeah. going to be a close game, and I have huge respect for the Rams. I have for years. Yeah. I'm not liking this respect business, guys. Come on, man. I want. <laughs> Fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if it was me on it against the Saints fan, I'd be giving it more. But now I'm only kidding, guys. It's nice to. It's nice because the last thing you want to do is gloat and then yeah, get and the then forest. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always like that as a Bucks fan. I'm always, uh, I always, I don't like to talk the talk until something has actually happened. And you've got to take it game by game, haven't you? So, what we're going to do now, Sam, if you want to give us a nice uh, whose house, Rams house chant. Um, and then, Aaron, after that, you can give us your, um, is it go, Pat, go? I'm not sure. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, back there. so Sam, go ahead with your best voice. My best voice. Who's house? Rams house. Aaron. Go, Peck, go. Excellent. 
Love it. Absolutely love it, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure and I can't honestly wait for this game. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, one of you will be joining the books if we get there. But, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm not too confident, to be honest. But let's let's see what happens. Yeah, right, guys. So Cheers, All the best. Take care, guys. Yeah, enjoy the game. Thank you. Enjoy. Thanks, Aaron. Bye. Greetings and welcome to a special edition of the Fourth and Inches podcast. We've got another fan special here for you today where we've got two fans from some of the remaining teams in the playoffs. And today we have Jamie with us, who is a Ravens fan, who you may have heard last week. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing fantastic. Shook yourself? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, it's good to still be in the playoffs, to be honest. So, uh, oh, It's a great feeling, definitely. Yeah. And uh, we've got Michael with us, who's our resident Bills fan. How's it going, Michael? Um, not bad, thank you. Fantastic. Well, it's good to have you both on the show. Um, you know, really excited to talk about this matchup. I think it's definitely one of the most unique ones where it's on a knife edge. Um, so, yeah, happy to sort of talk ball and get your guys' opinions. Now, um, you may not have done this on some of the other pods, um, but I tend to, in terms of deciding who goes first, I tend to do the old coin flip um, to decide this. So the way we do it is the away team gets to pick heads or tails and depending on who wins, they'll either receive or defer. Um, so obviously if you receive, you know, you're going to go first. If you defer, you will go second. So Jamie, are you ready for the coin toss? I am ready. Fantastic. And are we going heads or tails? It's a two. Um, uh, we're going to go heads this time. Heads. Excellent. And it is, it's tails. Now, I do have to warn you, Jamie, I'm pretty sure whoever won the toss in the other two occasions ended up winning the matchup. So I don't want to tempt fate. Actually, in my my last one, I failed to win the, the coin toss. Ah, and the Ravens did, did won. Ryan do one then. Okay. So so maybe this this not winning the coin toss on the pod is gonna bring the luck for the game. It might be <laughs> unique for yourself. That's fair enough. So do, do you want um Michael, do you wanna go first or do you wanna defer over to Jamie? Yeah, I'll defer. You'll defer. Sensible, sensible. So you can get the uh, <laughs> upper hand at the end. I like it. So, Jamie, um, obviously, you know, a 2013 win over the Titans. Mm -hmm. Now, looking at the scoreline, people may think, you know, it was, the game was on a bit of a knife edge. Now, for me personally, I thought, yeah, the first quarter, things looked a bit tough for you guys, you know, with that early touchdown from AJ Brown. What were your sort of thoughts going into after that first quarter, you know, having been 10-0 down, were you thinking a sense of deja vu after what happened last season? Uh, very much so. Um, the Titans definitely started off hot by going off up 10-0. Up um, and it just seemed like it was going to be a repeat of last year. Um, but the kind of that, that first quarter was kind of the extent of the team's offensive production. Um, A.J. Brown finished on 83 total yards. That first touchdown was 52 of those yards. Yeah. So it kind of shows the... What, what happened later on in the game. Yeah, the, the, the Titans came out of the blocks racing, but then the, the Ravens kind of regrouped, got back together and kind of shut it down. Yeah, and, and speaking of shutting down, I mean, Derrick Henry, you know, 18 carries and 40 yards. I mean, there's not many teams in the defences are going to be able to stop him. And, you know, I know you had the game earlier in the season where, you know, unfortunately you did obviously get the W. What what do you think the Ravens sort of learned from, you know, playing the Titans earlier on in the season and how to stop Derrick Henry? Um, I think the Ravens learned that he is a, a formidable machine when he gets running and out in the open. Um, so just holding him to, to 40 yards is an absolute ex exceptional effort. Um, Henry's longest yard of the well, sorry, longest run of that game was eight yards. That yeah. kind of shows how much the Ravens stepped up the defense for Henry. Um, but stop being able to make a, uh, a running back who's just come off a 2,000 yard season. 
only get 40 yards is absolutely fantastic. Oh, definitely. I mean, at the end, of the, he's had, you know, one of the, I mean, <laughs> there's only a handful of running backs that have managed to get 2,000 yards. So, you know, given this situation and what he did last year, you know, you certainly, um, you know, combated, you know, that. Um, what are your thoughts on, obviously, the Ravens offensively? I mean, you're coming into form at the right time now. So you've won the last sort of six games, I believe. Um, Lamar Jackson is now, um, he's kind of been under the radar, which is surprising when you talk about someone like Lamar Jackson, given the reviews and raves he was having last season. But this year, he seems to have kind of gone under the radar and is slowly now just, it, it's one of those um, teams where you kind of expect now that they could make that run, you know, what are your sort of thoughts on Lamar? Yeah, I mean, I think the main focus of the Titans game was to just get that sweet, sweet revenge, which we did. Um, yes, this season, Jackson has been flying under the radar, but I think the biggest knock on his career so far is his inability to win a playoff game. And he changed the narrative on that, hands down, this, this well, past weekend. That touchdown run he had was exceptional, and that's the MVP Jackson that we need. And for him to bring that skill and that finesse out right at the playoffs. Um, it's just wonderful to see. It really is. Yeah, hundred percent. And not only that, I mean, I've started noticing now um, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown's now starting to sort of come into his own now the last few weeks as well. Um, he, he was someone who yeah. was, you know, maybe not performing to a high you know, sort of level at the beginning of the season, but he, he's starting to get on the stat sheet now, isn't he? And he's, he is actually starting to, you know, show his, his first round talent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was speaking to Ryan last week when we were talking about, is it going to be the Battle of the Browns? Is it going to be AJ versus Marquise? Yeah. Um, AJ got shut down and Marquise had a, a fantastic game. Um, seven receptions, 109 yards. I mean, the, the boy is unbelievable. And the kind of the synergy that Jackson and Brown have together now is definitely very formidable. Yeah. And sort of going in more detail into the game, so... Obviously, the fourth quarter, you know, the Titans had, you know, that last drive to try and, you know, get back into the game. Yeah. Me looking at it, I, I never, I never actually thought the Titans were going to sort of create anything. Maybe that's because of what they did, you know, in the second and third quarter. How, what were your sort of emotions going into sort of that last last drive, you know, um, in the game? Were you sort of comfortable or? Um, I, I was, I was comfortable, but I was on the edge of my seat at the same time. Yeah. Um, just kind of with Henry, um, he's such a big impact in the fourth quarter, um, but he's, he got shut down throughout the whole game. So I was, I was okay in that respect. Um, it's just Tannehill sometimes can bring it out the bag and just yeah. throw a 50 yard bomb out of nowhere. Um, yeah. but luckily, um, we kept our heads on. Um, it was an unfortunate kind of, um, uh, slip on the Titans receiver at the end there when Peters oh. got that interception. Um, but that was, I think that was a final nail in the coffin. Um, that interception just was, just, it was what, what the Ravens needed. And it was just yeah. absolutely fantastic to see. Yeah, hundred percent. And like you said, I, I remember the, the game, the Titans game earlier in the season, I think he, he pretty much shut down Henry that game as well. It was only in overtime, I think it was, wasn't it? Where, he yeah, he, he managed to so, slip through um, in yeah. overtime. Um, unfortunate, but these things happen. Um, luckily, we came back um, at the right time in this yeah. in their playoffs just to kind of put our the Ravens stamp on the playoffs, and we are here, and we are here to to take take it to the to the to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Now, speaking of obviously, you know, getting that monkey off your back when it comes to playoff victories, um, Josh Allen, um, obviously, Michael last year, similar you know, situation uh, to Lamar, you know, obviously not performing, you know, when, when it sort of mattered, but he's been, he's been absolutely immense this season, hasn't he, Josh Allen, you know, um, tell us about your thoughts on sort of the Bills this year, you know, how incredible has Josh Allen been? Yeah, he's been a lot better than last year, a lot better. Plus he's got somebody like Stefan Diggs to throw to all the, well, not all the time, but yeah. They lose. They only lose three times as well this season. Well, and one of them was a bit disappointing with Arizona. Yeah. 
but it seems like since that Arizona game, I mean, looking at it, um, you've not lost since that game, have you? You've pretty much won. You know, we're talking about obviously the the Ravens run. You've won one, two, three. Sorry, I'm just counting them here now. Um, the last sort of seven games. So obviously now, since that Cardinals game, things have suddenly picked up for that offense because there was a case sort of middle of the season. Josh Allen had that fast start, and then things were just sort of getting on a bit off the rails. So yeah, it's uh, it's been great, but. Obviously, just going into the Colts game, um, for me, I, I personally felt this was one of those games where, yes, um, the Bills are one of the you know top seeds in the conference, but it was definitely one where you know it could have gone either way, and obviously the scoreline reflects that. You know, talk us through your emotions during the game. Were you feeling you know comfortable? Um, I personally didn't feel it was as comfortable as what the Ravens matchup was. Um, you know, what were your sort of emotions going into that game? The start off, obviously, before it started, I was confident. But then, as the game got on, I was like, oh, no. Here's another yeah. defeat coming up. Especially four seconds to go when Philip Rivers threw the the, the ball. And I thought, oh, another hail, hail Mary again. Yeah. That was, and then when I seen it, I think it was. I can't remember who the Bills player was. It kind of batted the ball away. Yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah, no, I can imagine. You know, it was a sense of relief for yourself because, but but to be honest though, I still um, I think it was the build up to the plays, wasn't it? Like they they kept somehow getting these first downs, and it was just. You just don't know with Philip Rivers. Obviously, one minute Philip Rivers can throw, you know, an easy pick, and the next minute, you know, um, you know, he, he's getting in, you know, the end zone throwing a hell mary. So, you know, it's uh, definitely um, obviously a positive step for the Bills. Um, unfortunately, I mean, from a from an injury standpoint, um, I know you obviously have a running back by committee with Zach Moss and Singletree, but um, I understand Moss is now out for the season, isn't he? So he picked up an injury yeah. in the game. Um, how, how much of a miss is he going to be, you know, against a team like the Ravens? Um, do you think he's going to be a massive miss? Uh, I think he will be. Just, mm-hmm. it's the, I'm worried about the defence, especially with Lamar Jackson, he can kind of throw it, run it. It's a defence, especially against the Colts. It's two. A couple of times I can remember that just, Went through the defense. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, but we'll we'll obviously talk about this week's uh, matchup now. Um, obviously, it's going to be, you know, another close, tight contest. But in terms of um, this, Jamie, from from a Ravens standpoint, how are they going to stop Josh Allen doing what Josh Allen does? I mean. Obviously, we know you've got some really key, you know, defensive pieces, you know, Marlon Humphrey, Peters for one, you know, at corner. Um, can they stop Stefan Diggs? Um, well, the Ravens haven't uh, faced a passing offense this good since we got absolutely blown away by the Chiefs in week three. Um, so I think uh, we've kind of we need to have all of our kind of main weapons in the backfield. Like you said, uh, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. Um, I think... Um, with regards to the pass game, I think we'll be able to shut it down. Um, Allen is a very good quarterback. He's very easy in the pocket, especially under pressure. Um, with our offensive, uh, sorry, defensive line, we I want to see more of the kind of the blitz plays that we saw last week. Um, just bringing that much pressure, to hopefully make him throw some dodgy throws. Yeah. Um, but with regards um, to his receiving unit, I mean, Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley are the two major threats that the Bills have. Yeah. Um, and Beasley, he's, he's an absolute animal when he, when he gets the ball. Um, but I think if we keep our heads cool, the Ravens are renowned for having... Um, they don't behave well in the backfield, especially Marcus Peters. He likes to throw hands. Um, yeah. But if if we can keep our heads cool and not throw away any stupid penalties, um, so especially no uh, pass interference, because that's what that's Humphrey's favorite thing to do. Um, I think we should be okay. Um, with regards to the run game, 
you saw it last week. They stopped one of the best running backs in the league for 40 yards. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think Singletary will have much of an impact during the game is what I'm hoping. Um, yeah. But that's, that's, that's famous last words. Yeah, I mean, we know obviously from Buffalo, they've not really had a sort of solid running game, really, have they, in the last sort of, particularly this season as well. Um, pretty much, you know, it, it is whoever's got the hot hand on that particular day. And obviously with Zach Moss out now, they're going to have to rely on Singletary. And if he doesn't have the hot hand, you know, where do they look to for the run? You know, do they go with Josh Allen? Does Josh Allen, I mean, I wouldn't want to run across with that uh, Ravens defence, you know, looking at you, you know. Mm. I know you haven't got the likes of Ray Lewis anymore, but they're still a formidable bunch up top, aren't they? Where oh yeah, absolutely. They can, they can certainly be dangerous. I mean, you got you know players like Chuck Clark, Patrick Queen. Uh, you, you know you've drafted this year. You know they're they're very very good players who can sort of get to the quarterback as well. So Clay Campbell. I mean, not even not even mentioned him. Um, how much of a yeah. how much of a difference has he been? you know, this year? Um, Clay Campbell is an absolute asset to, to the Ravens D-line. Um, he's he's an absolute wall of a man. Um, he, he's very tough to get past him. Um, but like you're saying, uh, Queen, uh, Clark, Judon as well. The, the linebacker unit that we have at the minute, um, it's not as, much be- as good as Ray Lewis, but it's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, but I think the Bills are probably going to come out with a lot of design plays for Allen. Um, especially for the run where they've only got Singletary to, to, to rely on um, but I think with what we have with regards to defensive weapons I think their run game is going to be um, a short game Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point now obviously we know what the Ravens can do on offence you know we've talked about Lamar Jackson um, and you know obviously Marquis Brown Mark Andrews you know some formidable um, you know offensive players there Um who are the sort of players that you're worried about from a Bills perspective? So who do you think that, other than the sort of the obvious players, I know, you know, you're looking at Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Is there anyone yeah. else who particularly you're sort of, you know, deeply concerned about that, you know, the rate you think the Ravens need to, you know, sort of come up against in a positive way? Um, I think just what, what I said before, Diggs, Cole and Allen himself are going to be the three main threats. Mm. Um but you never know. There could be um, someone out there who just, because maybe we were so focused on Diggs and Beasley, some of the other wide receivers are going to come yeah, in there. Got Gabriel Davis, who you yeah. know, the last uh, yeah. last week he was he was formidable. Uh, obviously, a rookie mm-hmm. coming out. You know, he's he had a really really solid game against the Colts. Um, you know, getting those sort of clutch plays together for them. So. Yeah, they've got they've got weapons everywhere. Dawson Knox as well, another rookie mm. uh, tight end. They they drafted. Well, actually, he's in his second year now, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's he's obviously an immense talent as well. So it's going to be interesting. Now, Michael, um, looking at obviously the Ravens now. Lamar Jackson now is on you know a hot run now. Clearly, just just like Josh Allen is. Is there any way that that Bills defense are going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson? That that's the key question. How, how do the Bills stop Lamar with with the type of form he's in at the minute? Well, no, that is a good question. <laughs> it's a difficult one to answer, isn't it? Because you know, but who's who's a key defensive player you think is going to you know maybe have need to be on his game in order to sort of help that Bills defence because it, it's not going to be easy. I mean, you've got obviously players like, you know, uh, Edmonds, you know, a, a fantastic talent. Um, you know, obviously you've got your Epinesas as well. You know, he's, he's also, you know, an amazing talent as well. Where on defence do you think, uh, Tredavious White as well, uh, is he, he's got to certainly have a, a good matchup, doesn't he, to stop this, de- um, this offence? <clears throat> Um, hopefully, the thing with Tremaine Edmonds is he can be a bit. One minute, one minute he can have a good game, and the next minute he's a bit. Um, what's the word? Well, rubbish, to be honest. Inconsistent. Yeah. So, with. With Edmonds, I mean, obviously, he, he, he's sometimes going to get that, but obviously, come playoff time now, you'd expect him to sort of be up for it, wouldn't you? So, 
you know, they're, they're certainly going to have to try and pressure Lamar Jackson, um, you know, as much as they possibly can, can't they? So do you think the Bills are capable of sort of putting that pressure on Lamar Jackson? Um, I think so, especially with uh, being fans again in the, in the stadium, which hopefully helps them again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you having fans? I think you are having fans, aren't you, for yeah. this game? Yeah, so we know they like to burn tables and, you know, all over <laughs> the place. So maybe that atmosphere will pull through, you know. It's just uh, we'll have to come see see what happens. Um, yeah. Anyone in particular in the, the Ravens are you sort of worried about, other than the obvious of Lamar Jackson? Is there anyone you're sort of worried about yeah. in particular? Okay, now, like... The boy Campbell, I like him. Yeah. Kind of, he's a player that can be dangerous. Yeah, definitely. So you're worried about sort of Josh Allen maybe getting hit a few times. I mean, <laughs> that's the last thing you need is Josh Allen going down from a Clayus Campbell challenge, don't you? And then uh, <laughs> you're completely, you're completely screwed then. Um, but yeah, I think obviously Josh Allen just needs to stay in the pocket where possible, have that time, and you know. It, but it's not going to be easy against this uh, Ravens team. Now, uh, Jamie, now, obviously going into sort of the game, you know, what's your what's your feelings and predictions in terms of what's going to happen? And do you want to give any sort of a uh, bit of banter to the Bills, you know? maybe. I mean, well, I mean, all the Bills are known for is jumping through tables, so... Um, I'm I'm pretty... I don't want to say I'm overly confident. I'm, I'm confident being a Ravens fan. Um... I, I don't. It's going to be a, a, a tough matchup, that's for sure. Um, but I think I think the Ravens are going to take it because um, we've got all the uh, offensive and defensive weapons that we need. Um, Jackson on his hot streak. Um, I do have to point out with Ricard though. This this boy last week was absolutely exceptional. Yeah, I mean, he's six foot three at three hundred eleven pounds. They start started off as a defensive lineman. He's a fullback. Yeah. And now he's kind of a replacement tight end for Nick Boyle. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be a threat as well. I think all of our receiving units, um, Boykin, Brown, Brian, um, Duvernay, um, Sneed, Andrews, we've got so many names and so many weapons there. Um, and just the running game, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards have just been tearing it up. Um, I think I think the Bills are going to have to to pull it out of the bag for, to, to take a win from us. Um, but I think the Ravens are going to take it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You point out, Ricardo, I remember watching the game with my little boy and he picked him out as well as being, uh, I don't think he knew too much about him, but he certainly did after that particular, you know, the game last week oh, as well. So yeah. he, was, he was immense, you know, just absolute beast of a, player weren't he just look at him you just, you just yeah I mean he's six like foot that. three 311 pounds um and he's exactly what we needed um to, for those short passes just to break through to get those first downs yeah. um and so he's a great asset to the offense yeah he reminded me as a Bucks fan of Mike Allstott in a way like yep. just having that sort of beastly figure about him oh but, yeah he's he's an absolute unit yeah 100 percent now so what's the what's the score going to be then what's your actual score prediction? um I think it's going to be 28 14 Ravens Wow, fourteen points for the Bills. I think so. I mean, the Buffaloes can—they put up some scores against good teams, so I'm not completely ruling them out. But I think I think they're going to give the Ravens a challenge. But the Ravens are yeah. going to take the W. Oh, that's really bravey, James. Credit to you for you know having you know that faith you know with your defense. You know that's I'm sure you know Ravens fans will be absolutely delighted if they were. I think if if the Bills get fourteen points, without a doubt, you've, you've won this game. Um, but yeah. You know, we'll. Um, I don't know if I'm too. Convinced I mean, they they that. only just beat the Colts last week, so. Yeah, just. Yeah, that's true. But the Colts, the Colts have got one of the top defenses in the league as well. So, um, you know, they're. So they're do the Ravens. That's what's saying that. Exactly. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah. That is brave. That is absolutely brave, Michael. How are you gonna counter that? So our boy thinks it's gonna be. An easy win for the Ravens, 14-point difference. Didn't say it was going to be easy. I said it was going to be... No, he said he's, I'm trying to rattle him up. I'm trying to rattle him up, David. <laughs> what, what, what are the Bills going to do? Come on, let's uh, let's have it from you. Um, I think they'll rely on Tyler Bass to kick field goals. Hopefully. Justin Tucker on the other end, though. <laughs> 
Tucker missed a field goal last week, which I was he pretty did. disappointed about. He did. That was a bit of a that was a bit of a that shock, was but... that was that was not very Tucker esque of him. I have to say, <laughs> no, hundred percent wasn't. But he did make up for it in the end um, with that yep. other one, didn't he? But what are the what are the Bills going to do then this week this weekend? Um, I think Stefan Diggs will have two touchdowns. Nice. Um, Dawson Knox will get one as well again that's 21 points there that's good and then Taylor Bass will get three field goals five that's 30 points is that 30 points to the Bills you're telling me yeah and what are your defence going to do then um, and... Oh, good. <laughs> You're not confident. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Probably give away 20 points. 20 points. So 30 20, you're going for the Bills. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, Fingers you, no, you never know. I think personally, you're doing the rave. Just like I think Jamie's underestimated the Buffalo uh, offense. I think. Same with Ravens, you've underestimated Lamar Jackson, boy, but you never know, you just never know it's the playoffs and, you know, you've both got that playoff victory now under your belt, anything can happen really, and I think this game's going to go a long way to deciding, you know, who's going to go into um, the Super Bowl, I mean, you've got the Chiefs still to contend with, but it's going to be interesting. Or the Browns. Sorry, I don't want to disrespect the Browns. Uh, they've still got... I mean, you can, dis- you can disrespect the Browns if you want. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, I'm not going to judge you, to be honest. But then being a Bucks fan, I'm not one to... I'm not one to, you know, count my chickens just yet. Yeah. But How are you feeling about the, the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's... Uh, sorry, Buccaneers? Not confident at all. I was lost. I mean... Yeah, I think I think you're coming up against a team, the the Saints, who only put up 21 points to a team that shouldn't be there. I think the Bucks are going to pull something magical out the bag this weekend. I hope so. What I, what I worry think. about, what I worry about, is just Drew Brees and his quick release of the football. We the Bucks can't cope with it. We've not coped for it in the last two games. Um, I just worry about how we're gonna, how our defense is going to match up. You know, in terms of our blitzes. I, I get the feeling we're going to keep going for these blitzes and then literally Breeze is just going to find open space and Kamara's going to have like eight or nine catches in the game. And yeah, because I'm confident yep. with the running game, uh, stopping them in the running game, but who knows? But anyway, that's that's for another show. You know, I know we've got... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we could talk about the books all day, but, you know, honestly, I'm really excited for this matchup. And for me, it's on a knife edge. Um, I'm not going to give away who I think is going to win. I probably have to you both secretly, but you know, I know who I want to win and I know what my heart says and I know what my mind says, but you know, it's gonna be great. So Jamie, do you want to give us um uh Ravens chant before you leave us? Um just like Ravens flock, let's do it. Let's get that dub. Excellent. Michael, do you want to give us a go bills? Go bills. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining <laughs> us, guys. Really appreciate having you on. And obviously, if your team progresses, you'll, you could end up being on this again. So, yeah, best of luck to you both. No worries. Sick. Thank you for having us. Take it easy. You too.